Welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. My name's Jenny. And I'm Justin. And today we're going to talk about the movie The Last Matinee. I absolutely love the location of this story. Um, it all taking place in that movie theater. Because mm-hmm. first off, I love this movie theater. You can tell like when this place was originally built, it was probably like a really nice movie theater. Mm-hmm. And it's just been like fighting back the hands of time, trying to keep that like pristine um, look. But it's just it's not winning that battle, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it really reminds me of like that older uh, movie theater where it's kind of grimy and like the seats aren't too comfortable but like you still go there Um, the backs are made out of wood (laughs) yeah like theaters nowadays are like super nice right they have like the big recliners and you can like choose your seating you don't have to like show up and like mad scramble they get to like the best seats and it's almost like too comfortable for me though which sounds weird right but i feel like i really miss that old school movie experience of like going there and like sitting in a you know finding your seat and like you know maybe hopefully a tall guy is not sitting in front of you because then you know you gotta look at his head the entire movie uh and you know getting that popcorn and those snacks uh it's probably just nostalgia because if if i probably went to a theater like that now i'd be like this is uncomfortable i can't enjoy the movie at all you know but like i don't i don't know man i just really love this like theater like how it looks it it, I feel like I've been there before mm-hmm. or to a place like that before. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Just right. by just by looking at it. What what did you think of the actual location? Uh, I think it was it was uh well, so I I worked in a theater. Um Oh, did you? I did for like 3 months uh during the Titanic craze. Um, so <laughs> that must have been crazy. <laughs> so I remember having like being the usher yeah. and like helping people to seats, you know, because it's not like we have assigned seats like like nowadays. And then, uh, oh man, telling people to like put your put your shoes or to put your feet down, you know. And yeah. um, uh, didn't have any problems with smoking or anything like that. But um, you know, cl- sweeping up the popcorn. So I when I watched this film. I could still smell that old theater, you know, yeah. the sticky floors. I think it's a great setting for a horror movie. Like, it was a little bit of a surprise because I was like, kind of like, wow, this is this is kind of uh, limiting, but they did a really good job. Yeah. So, like, at first you're like, how are they going to pull this off? Even though everyone's in the same room together, mm-hmm. they almost feel like they're not like able to interact or help each other mm-hmm. they like everyone almost feels isolated in their own little group throughout the theater mm-hmm. and that's how these this killer is just like walking through just picking off like one person at a time or this couple or you know this person sitting over here yeah they're um, all experiencing their own like story like some of them are very focused on the movie and uh, some are um, interacting with the person next to them. Visually, it's very limiting because of the brightness of the screen and how dark the theater is. So it is uh, that allows for you to have this little bubble um, among the the people in the audience to create their own little stories. So that's pretty cool. So the director of this movie wanted to pay tribute to like old school, like Italian uh, giallo films and American slasher films. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he really did a great job of doing that with like the black glove killer. I think every old Italian horror film that I've seen like that, like there's always a black glove killer. How you only see the uh, like their hands. 
Yeah. That you never see their face until the very end. The one person that stands out for me is the uh, the really pretty lady with on her date with this this kind of timid Rather good-looking guy. Oh, yeah, the, the nervous guy. Yeah, the nervous yeah. guy. Uh, I thought everyone did a great job. Um, so I thought Anna, the girl that ends up being the projectionist, uh, I thought she did a great job. I thought she was a fantastic final girl because she was very unassuming and, like, polite. Mm-hmm. And you would never think, like, oh, she's going to stab this dude in the eyeball at one point. Uh, so I, I, I thought that she was perfect for the final girl and the killer i thought the killer was great so he was super creepy and the way that he walked almost had this like real menacing feeling to it because he was like lumbering but then sometimes he was really stealthy Um, i did like how he uh walked through the theater without being detected and then kind of showed up uh right next to the characters right before their final demise um that was that was pretty neat how uh, they filmed that. So the killer in this movie, who's played by uh, Ricardo Islas, uh, was the director of the Frankenstein Day of the Beast, which was, oh, that was the on movie the... that was playing on the screen. Oh, that was oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so he directed that movie. I think that movie's from like 2011 or 2013. So it definitely wasn't from the 90s. But I just thought that was so cool that they used the movie uh, that this guy directed to like throw up on the screen while he's killing people in the crowd. Yeah. And I liked how any uh, whenever there was a, a killing scene on with the Frankenstein film, that that was when the killer uh, in the theater used that moment to mask the, the you know, the volume of the the victims, except that did you notice that nobody really fought back. Yeah. He was sneaking up on these people in a movie theater so they would be kind of unawares. But when he killed the guy in the bathroom, I see what you're talking about because the guy just like basically just stared at him and they got stabbed in the chest. Yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of like reaction like yeah. his like it, he everybody was in shock basically in this whole film. Oh, but the little kid, what did you think about his acting? Oh man, he was oh, great. So, so good. I almost forgot about him, but the the little kid that's up in the front and just like terrified by what's going on on the screen. Yeah. Right? Little as you know like real horrific stuff is going on behind him. Uh, <laughs> but I, I thought that was like a really cool detail and like nobody knows he's there either until mm-hmm. like the you know close to the very end when Anna finally spots him and then remembers that he's still in there. Yeah, the kid has, he experienced so much trauma. Yeah. And then at the end when he's just like, it was just completely overwhelming for him. It was, I was like, wow, this kid's like pretty good at acting. I mean, I know he, it was just about like, just, just look like you're shocked, but it was really good. Yeah, no, he was great, man. I feel like everyone play, like played the role really well. Once the first like slash of the throat smoke coming out of the throat I was like oh man this is going to get this is going to be good so and then consistently throughout the film I thought that every every uh, killing was was rather impressive from the very beginning where they're like uh, filming the killer driving to the theater Mm -hmm. you know you go from these really cool like shots of inside of his car where you can only kind of see his hands and how filthy his car is Mm -hmm. and then they switch to the overhead and then back into the car and he's reaching in the jar and he's eating something you don't know what it is you know maybe you think it's pickled eggs or something (laughs) I wanted to ask you what did you think he was eating um honestly I was like, oh, he's eating, like, eyeballs or something. You, you thought that? Yeah. 
Just, you ju- always figure stuff out way before you're supposed no, to. <laughs> ju- I mean, just because they were so weird looking, and I was like, those aren't eggs. I don't know what else you would pickle. But it just, like, for some reason, it really made me uneasy when he was eating those things right away. Oh. And I could kind of tell that they were around, and I was like, oh, like, is that what I think it is? You know, I wasn't sure, but okay. I was like, oh, man, I think I think those might be eyes. <laughs> At first, I thought it was a jar of urine, and then I was like, oh, this must be uh, South American pickles of some kind. So, yeah, I was completely unaware. <laughs> I also noticed that some of the shots in the movie mm-hmm. are shot from, like, a perspective that almost makes you feel like you're in the theater. Because every once in a while, they would take a shot of the screen from behind some seats without somebody being in the image. It was, it was typically pretty quick. And so sometimes they would take these shots from, like, not a character's perspective. Okay. But from, like, another seat in the theater. And I almost, like, felt like that, like, oh, this is, like, it's almost like I'm in there. What did you think about that, the scene when the last surviving girl that was with the two boys, Mm -hmm. um, when she got murdered and in the projection, or I'm sorry, when she got murdered in the projector... And then the the little boy and the main character pop out into the theater and it's completely red and their faces are just like, oh, my gosh. You know, they know that a murder just happened. I I thought that was such a cool choice because, you know, like you said, they pop in there Mm -hmm. and like not only is like the screen now red because the girl that was murdered upstairs in, in the projector's booth. Now the entire theater has this red glow to it. And, like, even them as, you know, Anna and the kid, like, now they have this, like, red glow to them. And it just feels so eerie mm-hmm. and, like, just impending doom. That's what I felt, like, yeah. whenever I saw that. Yeah. So, in the very beginning, it, uh, it was – it's got that typical 80s, 90s slasher film mm-hmm. uh, synthesizer. Is that what they call it? Yeah. With, like, that one note, two note – sound pounding and it was like I was like okay yeah this is gonna kind of like the homage to the the old style uh, horror film uh, so I thought that the music did a great job of building tension throughout the film mm-hmm. and I think you alluded to it earlier but they actually used the soundtrack and the sounds from the movie playing on the screen the Frankenstein movie oh. for what's going on inside the theater so like a good example of that is that the first kill is the old man and right as he like grabs the old man to kill him like a character in the film on the screen gets attacked. And oh, that- so it was a lot of um, it, was, it was coordinated like um, by the director. Yeah, I don't know if it was like coordinated by the director or they were trying to imply like the killer was waiting for these loud moments to kill someone in the crowd. Mm. But it really worked well because the the first kill, you don't even see it up close. You have the perspective of uh, I want to say it's the couple up front mm-hmm. that that's on like the, the first date. And you can kind of see the old man in the back and the killer creeping behind him. And then as soon as the person's attacked on screen, like the guy's attacked in the theater. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just it synced up really well. And I think that happened at least one other time. I think when he kills the couple that's kissing Mm -hmm. the the guy that just meets the girl. Um, I, I think that's also a moment when a a scene matches up. That couple getting murdered was gruesome. Yeah, that was that was pretty. Bad. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the the gumballs. 
cascading down the stairs. And then at the end of the film, that was in the beginning, and then at the end of the film, there was the eyeballs that were, were kind of mimicking the same yep. motion. I thought that was kind of cool. And I, I mean, as much as I thought the whole eyeball thing was, was cheesy, but it wasn't because I was like, wow, there's no other uh, movie that has ever used like this sick killer, you know, is like going after people's eyeballs and eating them as a snack. So I was like, in a way, I was like, this is very creative. And then using a little tiny Peter Pan dagger to to murder everyone, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it really doesn't matter what what your weapon is or what the killer is after. It just shows that as long as you're, you know, you put the film together well, you can make you know, a good movie. I loved the fact that there was a movie playing on screen the entire time, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I found myself watching the movie that was on the screen in the theater. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Oh, did I miss something in the crowd? Like, was my attention just drawn to the screen? And like, I missed something like the killers walking around. It almost made me like feel uneasy. Like shit, where's he at? Mm -hmm. Like I, like I lost location of the killer Mm -hmm. at some points. Mm hmm. So my uh, my favorite kill of the movie was when the usher goes outside to smoke <laughs> and gets his throat cut. What did you think of that? I was I thought it was just cool because I, I, at first I was like, is it is it cold outside? Whenever the smoke came out, and I was like, oh no, he's sm- he's smoking those uh, um, casino uh, yeah. cigarettes, and then I was like, oh that's and it was like very. It, the dagger went in pretty deep, so I was I was a little bit like, "Wow, that's they're really showing a lot of details in this." But yeah, that was um, that was a good one, good kill. I thought they were pretty. All of them were pretty unique. So, did you notice that after the old man was killed, um, it switches to a shot of like inside of his head, looking out because he's like digging out his eyeball. Like, I didn't know what that oh, was. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, at Until first, when I saw it. that, okay. So, in the film on the screen, the, the like, there was, like, a, a staff that was, like, shoved down the, the person's throat. And at first, I was like, is he copying? I didn't get that at first. So, I, was yeah. like, I thought that they were, the, he was, like, mimicking what was happening on the screen. So, um, until you just said something, I just figured it out. Um, because he did also have that ice cream scooper. Yeah. To, dude, talk about a creepy way to take people's eyes out. Yeah. An ice cream scooper. First off, how does it do such a good job? That's why I want to know. Because he still has, like, the eyeball and, like, the... Um, I don't know what it, you would call it. The like the the retina, oh, the retina is like uh-huh. you know still part of it when he like pops it in his mouth later and like munches <laughs> on an eyeball. Dude, that was so gruesome when he was eating that eyeball. Uh, like I I got like ooh. You know the whole that. well that, what I, what I was thinking was I was like what if that was his own eyeball because did he put his own eyeball? Yeah, in he jar? did. He, <laughs> like, he he like he has it in his mouth. It was like it's almost like he's show he's kind of showing off. He's like kinda, showing off to him. Yeah, yeah, but uh. Dude, I thought that was so gruesome. I was like, oh, dude. Like, this is gnarly. And are eyeballs that big? I was also thinking that because yeah. they did seem kind of big. Yeah. I, I'm not going to pop mine out of my head to find out, I'll tell you that much. Like, I'm just going to take the film's word for it. So, 
Um, but probably my favorite scene in the movie was when the film frame gets stuck and burns up, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. Anna hops up and she's like, oh, I got to like splice this real quick. Mm-hmm. And at that same moment, the people in the theater realize that there's a killer in there killing mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start screaming and Anna, you know, because her dad says earlier, like, uh, no, she she says to her dad, like, yeah, I take it off. I splice it while everyone boos in the crowd, right? Um, so she's up in there trying to splice this film and she has like a real sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the people in the theater have this real sense of urgency to get away from the killer. And the music is perfect for both things going on. I agree. It, and it cuts back and forth. And it's like she's having her own crisis up, up here and she doesn't even know what's going on down there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like I just thought that was such a cool way to portray what was going on. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like, I, I forgot about that scene, but it was, uh, yeah, because they kept going back and forth. And it was almost like a, or, it's, it was almost orchestrated. It was really, it was really very, uh, it was very entertaining to watch that. So what did you think of this movie overall? Um, I thought that it was a, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good film. Um it wasn't the best film I've seen. I, I can't give it that. But um, in the beginning, it was a little bit slow for me. But then it got really good when we started to see the killer in action. Uh, they had a lot of good um, kill, killer scenes. I liked a lot of the stuff that this film had to offer. Um, I give it a a 7.5 out of 10. How's that? That's a <laughs> it's not a bad score. film at all. I liked the little twist at the end. It was a it was a good little film. I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I watched it twice, which I'm glad I did because I picked up on a lot more stuff the second time around. I just I thought it was such a good throwback to those old Italian films and kind of that 80s 90s slasher films. Mm-hmm. Um, the killer was super creepy. I mean, those eyeballs like what a what a unique take on how to murder people. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever seen that before. Overall, I'm going to give this movie 9 out of 10. I thought it was fantastic. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I would definitely high. recommend it to people if they haven't seen it uh, to check it out, especially if they if they love horror movies. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. Uh, some of the films that we, we've been watching, um, they're not like mainstream films, but they're kind of they're pumping out good stuff. This might have been my first Argentinian. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, film. so this movie was filmed in Argentina and Uruguay. Yeah. Where were the two countries it was filmed in. Thank you for joining us this week on Kaiju Carnival. I'm Jenny. And I'm Justin. And we will see you next week. Mata ne!